it's the 10th episode of cost to company and i thought it'd be a miss if we didn't tip our hat to the office one of the greatest workplace comedies ever made i don't want to have to deal with it and that's why you have an assistant regional manager yes it is assistant to the regional manager same thing no it's not it's lower so it's close but this is not just a hollow homage dwight the character you just heard and his plight of being an assistant to the regional manager and not the assistant regional manager was real he was a hard worker his boss michael's best friend the best salesman at the office and yet his title didn't really do justice to what he was doing here in india though we've gone quite ahead with titles see titles aren't just words on a piece of paper they're a reflection of your talent your position your designation your identity almost we work towards the titles they're sometimes the prefix to our name sometimes they're the suffix sometimes they're the name itself dr saab we as a people are obsessed with titles so much so that most of us confuse our titles with our surnames our last names now because this is cost to company we'll be talking to you about your title at work i for one look at my title on linkedin host and producer at the ken with pride admiration and humility so when did they start becoming such a hassle i think if someone just comes and tell you you know you would be the president why would you not do that that's nikita she joined a major transportation and mobility startup as a manager at the age of 22 fresh out of college that's right but nikita was at her job for only 5 months why even after i got the manager role okay you know the, yeah there was definitely a mismatched expectation when i joined she was hired as a manager but the work she did barely qualified as an intern's work although internships themselves shouldn't be associated with menial work but you get the drift there's a term for this it's called title inflation and it's not just something that happens in companies that have lost the plot it probably happens in your own organization in subtle ways in the not so subtle ways but over time the side effects of title inflation keep adding up through the course of this episode we'll find out how title inflation where you're assigned a hefty title without a bump in pay power or sometimes both is weighing you down slowing your growth and slowly but surely killing your career welcome to cost to company a podcast about careers and workplaces by the ken we'll tell you what's happening at your workplace before you hear it on slack I'm your host Shrivar. that place is something where i felt that okay this manager designation is just for a just you know name sake that's nikita again 
she's talking about her experience working at the mobility startup and she's currently based out of mumbai and calcutta and it doesn't hold any sort of value for uh, for you know for something like when i put it in my cv or talk to other people it just didn't feel any sort of value i think nikita realized that her work didn't really match her expectations and it's important to note here that she's a particularly bright student getting a top rank on one of the toughest competitive exams in the country i asked her what she remembers from her time there so there you know, for the first two months i remember i used to just sit at home and there was work from home at that time so just there was nothing you know kind of like there was complete mismatch to what is the work to do first of all i wanted a different division i think at that time and they told me that you know that you let's say i wanted let's say division b and they had put me original division a so you know they asked me like you know in the division b we don't have a managerial role for you you better take division a because this would be something where you would be able to you would have reportees under you you would be able to actually apply your managerial skills nikita joined the organization stars in her eyes excited to be a part of a culture that moved fast broke things and sometimes let it catch fire too so sure, it was her decision alone to join the company nobody forced her to it was not just the salary that attracted her but the title too and what was it like when she was at the end of her tenure i think just scribbling about it okay what the what the chaos is happening here what is the management doing why are they doing there's just you know this number revising unnecessary just revising the numbers where there is no basis you you know the disconnect that comes from there from the top where you don't know why why you're doing what you're doing and things change and you don't get the context also that why the change is happening so i think that is something used to i remember cribbing a lot so i was in a division which did which was almost liquidating so i was like there is no business why am i put in a business which is being liquidated this was not promised to me when i joined nikita was hired as a manager with zero years of experience and never did she really feel like a manager it was a double whammy right that's because she carried the burden of being a manager the expectations that came with it and at the same time she was pretty much not doing anything but she wasn't the only one who was going through this there were other people also when i joined and there were people who were with more years of work experience than me there and they also had the title of manager and there and probably let's say they were 2 years 3 years into the system and there was also not you know that you would expect of a manager that they would have reportees under some their managing to them or something like that so this was not the case with other people also and there were a lot of people i think this is how i think this is how they have designed their uh, organization structure where the people in the junior level have a uh, designation of you know manager assistant manager these sort of wordings that they use in there so i think probably this is why they designed they do this and people you know and for freshers like me who who didn't do research and you know trusted them so we didn't realize that okay this is how it goes so the very fabric of this organization was flawed to say the least all of them were managers all of them were promised reportees all of them were promised a seat at the table with the top brass but none of that exactly happened Title inflation isn't something that's restricted to mismanaged companies though. Nikita's case was special but not uncommon because everybody in the organization had inflated titles. It was more like an organizational inflation that's led to massive attrition. 
think of it like this the organization was basically a building that started from i don't know the fourth floor instead of the ground floor that doesn't sound too stable or sustainable you can only imagine the chaos or better still hear about the chaos from the former manager herself as managers you all weren't involved in these decisions and meetings no no none of them and even if i remember asking the i think i i didn't ask him but i was just you know absorb, observing in the first two first two three months that how things happen here whether other people who are my managerial level do they get a chance to you know get into those meetings i mean i was just observing what hap- what is happening here so i remember none of the managers who are manager senior manager used to uh, go in the meetings with the senior why do you think that's the case though as i said i think that this designation is just for the name and when people enter realize okay this is not something i think that's that's also cause a lot of frustration this frustration was what led nikita to call it quits rather prematurely i don't know what will be the long term disadvantage for me at this point i don't know yeah well my first question to them is who came up with this title and why did you come up with this title i mean what is what does it mean what is so i ask a lot of tough questions that's harold he's the director at walkwater talent advisors that specializes in startup hiring and executive search and he's okay with asking uncomfortable questions to employers you might remember him from the episode we did on layoffs a couple of months ago we sat down for recording this at 9:30 am on a chilly saturday morning in bangalore i think it's it's a it's a good time to be up and about early in the morning great to be speaking with you again the burden of titles is something that's not just borne by the candidates but also the recruiters like harold who have to understand what the company is really trying to achieve by putting out these inflated titles i wanted to get straight into understanding what title inflation is why it's happening now but harold insisted that we understand what a title or a designation at work means in the first place these the title um, issue or the conundrum issue has always been there so it's not that it started today or it started with the startup uh, era it's nothing like that and i think it's important to understand what a designation or a title is i mean it really denotes two things one is your positioning in the company in terms of the hierarchy the other is some level of explanation in terms of what you're actually doing in the company what is your contribution to the company so these are the two things a title is suppo- supposed to con- convey right one is your position in the hierarchy the second is what job you're actually doing now if a title uh, kind of is is not real about either of those two things then it's an unreal title uh, so the unreality of titles has always been there you know and uh, it's not uh, today's trend companies have always been always been using it uh but i think it's getting more and the reason you're covering something like this is that it's getting more and more pronounced now uh because of the startup era and because of the competition for uh you know for the for the skill sets and for the right kind of talent titles according to harold have two distinct purposes the first one is what you do in the org and the second is where you belong in the org Titles are also being used as a way of acquiring talent but we'll dive deeper into that in a bit. After my conversation with Nikita, I thought title inflation where 
titles are made larger to sound than what they actually are was happening only in relatively new startups. But Harold told me that this is nothing new. I wanted to understand what he meant. See, traditional larger sized companies have a distinct difference that's absent in startups, especially in their early stages. Bands, salary bands or levels, those compartments which house employees and their titles, these bands are invisible to the public eye but are of prime importance to the ones who belong to them. Your compensation depends on the band that you're a part of. Ask your peers working in, say, a big tech company. They're always on the lookout to go from L4 to L5 or L7 to L8. But this is where something interesting happens. Even though you may lie in the same band, your titles can be starkly different. And because of this wriggle room, companies started to inflate their titles. Yeah, so let's not confuse banding with title, right? I mean, every company has a has a banding structure which is different from, and titles can be you know different at the same band as well. A lot of companies have that, right? They have two people who might be at the same uh, band in terms of their grade, but their titles could be radically different. Uh, depending on what they want to portray to the world, yes, it's it's something that the company decides, and it you can you can see this in a lot of market-facing functions. So you know it, there might be two salespeople, for example, and both of them might be at a certain bank, but depending on which markets they cover, they might have different, completely different titles. Uh, you know, uh, internally this person could be a senior manager level person, but externally uh, he or she will put the title saying head of certain region. You know. So that there will be a title called head of region or head of business, uh, which uh, is not necessarily reflective of the band that they're in internally. Two people in the same band with roughly the same compensation can have vastly different titles. Why is this done? Well, to show the world. So titles which are slightly inflated or even misrepresented are a tool that companies use to portray the importance of a person or even the organization as a whole, especially in exterior-facing roles. But this is the perfect breeding ground for dissensions, right? Because you never really know the other person's band. You always assume the worst. They have a better title and they have a better compensation than you, although you're the one who truly deserves it. You know, there's something that fluffy titles remind me of. I don't like words that hide the truth. I don't like words that conceal reality. I don't like euphemisms or euphemistic language. Because a lot of them were fired. You know, fired. Management wanted to curtail redundancies in the human resources area. So many people are no longer viable members of the workforce. Smug, greedy, well-fed white people have invented a language to conceal their sins. It's as simple as that. That's American comedian George Carlin's famous set on euphemisms which has definitely made its way to the Indian corporate world as well. This emergence of this word, chief transformation officer, you know, transformation as a term, right? Now, earlier, you could have uh, the similar people were either called chief of strategy or they, call, they were called chief information officer in some senses, if it, it was, if it was a technology-intensive role. Or in some cases, they were even called chief digital officer because they really helped companies digitize. But now they've put they've included all this and made it chief transformation officer. Now, and if you scratch the surface and if you see what these people are actually doing, 
they are really uh, you know maybe just doing a technology role they're doing a digital role it has nothing to do with transformation as a whole right in most cases maybe in some cases it does so adding newer and newer kind of connotations and making the role sound bigger than it actually is which is what you're really covering and larger companies are also doing this so the incentives for titan inflation in larger companies was clear positioning yourself to the outside world as transformative pioneering or just open for business and sometimes with the help of a little dash of euphemism many become heads without a body or hands or legs startups on the other hand need to solve other issues smaller uh, startups which don't have senior managerial leadership or let me rephrase that or leaders who have significant professional managerial experience need to uh, beef up uh, the senior leadership presence there's no doubt about that i mean a bunch of youngsters might be really smart and you know uh, have a world view and be worldly wise and be able to run a company but it need it needs some managerial smarts to really you know execute plans and run that company for the long term so they definitely need senior professional leaders and how do these bunch of youngsters get senior folks to their team you probably know by now inflated puffy or unreal titles apart from compensation apart from reporting structure uh, and job role title is one of the most important aspects of negotiations in in, in the indian context right for a job and i i, I think as a as a culture you know we are very uh, or let's say we are comparatively more hierarchy driven than other cultures right so for us what we are called what our visiting card says what our business card says is extremely important or more important than other cultures and therefore designations are extremely critical titles are extremely critical in indi- in the indian context okay how why, why do you say indian indian in in highlights i think culturally we are made up like this right um so it's a question of uh, who you are in your company and therefore a certain level of lifestyle or brand attached to that or a positioning attached to that um so extremely important part of job negotiations or job change negotiations and i have seen that companies play this very smartly um, and frankly even we play this very smartly so we might uh, you know we might ne- get the person to agree for a higher number of stock options and a lower fixed salary but a far better title uh and the only thing that i do in my professional capacity is i try to be as real as possible in terms of the title uh, but there are companies which have fancy titles and then you know they play them along um, as negotiation tools uh, as opposed to salary and esops and uh, job role um, so uh, professionals need to be very careful i would say a few minutes ago we heard from nikita who was swayed into another division of the startup that she was joining because it had a managerial role for her a not so smart decision so these hefty titles almost blindside you from what you might like doing it's like you want to study computer science and have a je rank that gives you the option of choosing between i don't know metallurgy from iit bombay or computer science from iit jodhpur you'll probably still go for iit bombay because iit bombay is iit bombay and it's not malicious right it's something that's core to the needs of human beings especially we indians 
the Indian context matters. We as a culture love our titles. Startups were quick to realize that the salaries, ESOPs or equity pools wouldn't be the only way to attract talent. Titles were being used to acquire people and titles became a part of the negotiation table. Harold himself admitted that they used titles very smartly at his firm when they're getting new people on board. Words don't cost a thing and startups took advantage. So let's realize what happened here. Large companies were inflating titles to show the world that they were with the times or give importance to their client-facing functions. This could sometimes lead to healthy competition among peers, which is an excellent retention strategy. And startups started indulging in title inflation too. But this was mostly done as an acquisition strategy to attract folks to their orgs. All of this is great, but what are the consequences of title inflation? Hey, it's me, Shriva, the host of this episode of Costa Company. And I just wanted to request you to follow the show if you haven't already. Give it a five-star rating if you've been enjoying it so far. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review. You can browse through some of the other reviews for inspiration. We have some really interesting ones down there. Also, the person you're going to hear next on the show is somebody who shared her thoughts on title inflation, of course, on our type form. She had some interesting insights to share and we decided to ring her up and get her on the show. The link to this type form is in our show notes where you can tell us what's happening at your workplace. It won't take more than two minutes to fill. You just have to share your thoughts and become a part of the show. All right, let's get you back to the episode. Do you know what manager of first impressions is, Shrivar? Uh, is it like a advertising thing? I don't know, actually, no. It's a receptionist. <laughs> Oh my God. That's Deeksha. Her name has been changed to protect her identity and she works in the HR department at a big four consulting firm in Mumbai. Over the past few years, she's seen a fair share of title inflation around her, including the manager of first impressions. Now that I understood that title inflation is something that happens in large organizations too, I wanted to understand what its effects are. And on whom? Unlike Harold, who believes that companies or the top brass at these companies are the reason why title inflation is perpetuated, Diksha has some different opinions. Maybe because I've been part of human resources for a while that I feel like the answer, the question and the answer lies within HR. I asked her what she exactly means by this. She said that HRs, especially those who work in talent acquisition, get swayed by the designations and not the underlying skills that give weight or meaning to titles. Let's not forget, these titles were a seemingly smart hack to keep employees happy without caring too much about icky things like additional compensation or perks. The problems arise when employees with these inflated titles switch organizations. What I've seen in my experience is that they look at a title and they assume that a person will not want to take this job. So, for example, if I'm I'm looking for a job and I have applied somewhere, the recruiter there is sitting over there and looking at my inflated title and assuming that I wouldn't come for this job. So you've lost a good person because they've assumed that I wouldn't 
step down in air quotes mm. so when those things happen i think one way to get at this is through a rigorous focus on skills while interviewing and while screening candidates instead of looking at and having these assumptions that ah she'll not come because she definitely has a higher title already or on the flip side really you know looking into my eyes in the interview and saying but really why are you taking this even though it's a step down for you <laughs> you know let's understand this because this act of self sabotage immensely fascinated me by going with a hefty title the smoke screen that you hide behind hampers your job search in more ways than one the recruiter thinks that you're way above their league and simply dump your application and even if they do somehow get you on an interview the question is why are you settling down for this role it's one of those rare lose lose situations where the employer loses out on somebody talented or the employee loses out on the most important tool in the job interview leverage i quickly checked in with nikita again who we heard at the start of the episode to see how she dealt with this problem um i think when i so when i switched to the another company i was being uh, completely honest with them you know that this was my first time i it was a mistake from my side that this happened and i wanted to you know prioritize my learning i remember i interviewed with kpmg and i had a uh, you know discussion with the manager the director and the partner they were really telling me about the role their company and just you know have a casual chit chat which generally happens but here nothing sort of that happened just one interview you know about my experience and very disconnected sort of i felt nikita tried being honest and candid with her next few interviews she was open about the fact that her first job at the startup was a mistake how did it pan out i'll tell you that in a bit now because diksha has seen title inflation and is sort of a victim of title inflation herself i asked her if she had seen any long term consequences of title inflation i think um one perspective or one uh, observation that i have is that i've seen a lot of folks get into inflated titles very early and then sadly they plateau um 10 12 years into uh, working they plateau or what is worse sometimes is because we have uh, inflated designations only makes sense within the context of your company but we're all in an open workspace in that sense right because we all have linkedin and we see each other's designations all the time that the moment you put out your designation and you realize that yours is inflated i've seen a lot of people and they come and tell me that they have imposter syndrome <laughs> because they really don't feel like they know that much i mean you can try asking yourself this do i really do justice to my title at work or better still does my title at work do justice to me as much as we say that we've gone beyond work titles due to flat hierarchies the need for titles the need to associate with something is innately human and you know that in in larger companies you have chros are like you know 20 years in the making so for example if you scroll down to their work history it will say that the first time that they held that hr 
position anything to do with hr would have been in like 1999 or 2000 and then now they've come to be a chro and this fellow is just like doing payroll at a small startup so he's become a chro you know what i mean so i feel like these are the two things that could be a little bit of a problem uh in terms of these inflated designations that you might plateau a little bit later let's say 7 to 10 years down the line and the fact that people might battle imposter syndrome and i don't think that that's just one more thing to worry about in the already quite <laughs> broken <laughs> system of ours so an inflated salary may give you a short term high but in the long term it can really lead to self doubt and slow growth it's lonely at the top especially if you get there too fast As a kid I always thought that the key to ending poverty was simply printing more money. It's only in a college lecture in economics did I understand that that wasn't the solution. Printing more notes would devalue them. It would lead to inflation. In companies too if you throw around titles like nobody's business it devalues what these titles mean. Because let's admit it titles especially in India are like currency. you use this currency to trade respect the hr often bears the second order effects of titan inflation but the ones who bear the most brunt well they are the employees themselves the ones who have these inflated titles i asked nikita if she wanted to share some of her lessons i should have done more research that if people are not responding to you or you're not you're not getting pointed and submission from people because i remember asking a couple of people you know just tell me you know i just wanted to get on a call them to get to know but they were not revealing too much because they responded all of me on then text so i think if i would have done a bit more pointed research i would have definitely not uh, take up taken up that role there one thing and i think a more awareness and it it definitely feels a regret that you know that this is was a precious time of mine now i have to explain every time that i you know that why did i join why did i leave in such a short span of time trying to benchmark your job title with the ones who are currently working there probably by sending a linkedin message or two or asking the manager or recruiter about the org structure can be a healthy practice but if nobody responds to you that's probably a red flag By the way, Nikita did manage to score a management consultancy job after a stint at the mobility startup. So, her story had a happy ending after all. Her candor and honesty at the job interview worked, but she learned it the hard way. Harold told me that the simplest way of solving title inflation would be to correct this internally by doing an audit or getting everybody back to earth. aligning it with the hierarchy of the org and incentivizing function based and not individual based designations but where do you even start this is the zimbabwe problem right the issue of inflation is so large that you may get a pin which you can never burst the bubble i also wanted to see if diksha the hr personnel from mumbai had any suggestions If recruiters could just focus less on jargon and more on skills I think we could go a long way in curbing attrition we could build uh, we could get folks that really want to be in our company and we wouldn't be rejecting candidates that are actually good for us So I hope this problem gets solved soon but until then we'll be listening to cost to company <laughs> 
This was a podcast from the Canon. This episode of Cost to Company was written, hosted, and produced by Shrivar Chotaria with audio engineering by Rajiv C N. If you have thoughts, feelings, or episode ideas, write to us at podcasts at the rate of the hyphen Ken dot com. If you liked the podcast and want to know more, follow the Ken Web on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm Sneha Vakaria. And next week, we are going to talk about how businesses are making therapy their own. In the beginning, the project was destigmatizing therapy, normalizing conversations around mental health, letting people know it was okay if they weren't feeling hundred percent mentally well, and that there were resources to do something about it. Businesses began providing mental health services as a healthcare benefit, as a resource you could avail when things weren't going well. But over time, many business leaders discovered that therapy wasn't just a healthcare benefit they could provide; it was another weapon they could use to build better products. There are businesses now where therapy is no longer just looked at as a healthcare benefit. It's looked at as a strategy tool to get more out of their employees. It's a tool to hit business goals faster, better, and with less collateral damage. Tune in next Tuesday on Cost to Company, where we'll discuss the corporatization of therapy.